Welcome to the Crosslands Church Podcast, our mission to help you experience the life with God you've been missing. And now, a message for you. Good morning, everyone. Have you ever been on a team and uh, the coach has kind of rallied everybody together before the big game? And it's like, okay, here we go, everybody. This is what we've practiced. And, and you guys know your positions, your individual positions. And together, we're going to work as a team and we're going to take the victory over this other team. And, and so as we're looking at uh, this last part of Ephesians this week, I think Paul is giving this last rally call, just like a coach before the big game. And he's, he's kind of bringing us all together. You know, we're in this fight against evil in our world. And Pastor Wade talked about it earlier. Ashley talked about it earlier. And, and so, but we have things that we can do. And we have this protection that we have that we can put on. And so today we're going to be talking from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 18. And Paul is rallying the troops here. And as we've seen in previous weeks, he's given us lots of instructions of how to live. This whole series has been called Living. And so Paul has, has given us lots of instruction on how we can live our best as followers of Christ. And so um, we talked about how we're chosen by God, we have an inheritance with him, and we're part of his family as, uh, when we decide to become followers of Christ. Uh, we've talked about living with people who are different than us and how it's important to not get caught up on the differences, but to look at this, uh, those differences can actually be strengths. And as we work together as part of God's family, we can, we can um, cause unity to happen. And we've also talked about how personally the things we can do. Uh, taking off those things that were part of our nature before we came to Christ, and then putting on those things that make us more like Christ. And the, what you saw, it was a couple of weeks ago, I had those coats and I put them on, and we stuck all those stickers on and, and demonstrated that. And, and so um, then last week we talked about submitting to one another out of reverent love for Christ. And we talked about... Um, uh, comparing uh, Christ and the church, the way the love that Christ has for the church, and then that's the way that we are to treat each other. And so uh, as, as Christ loves the church, then um, we, we respond in submission and in love to him as of, because of all that he's done for us. And, and, you know, as we continue to live on in our lives, these things that we put on and these characteristics of Christ, they just become part of who we are as followers of Christ. And so today, just like a coach would rally before the big game, Paul is rallying the troops together, and he's not talking to us just as individuals, but he's talking to us as a collective body of believers. And, you know, we've talked about it, referred to it as things like God's family, the church, a community of Christ followers, this new humanity. And, and so when we come to Christ, we step from our old life, and we step uh, towards Christ. And in doing so, we, we do this together with we're joined with a whole bunch of other Christ followers in that. And so we need to keep this bigger collective picture in mind. And so God invites us to stand firm in him, to join with him, and, and to stand against evil in this world that we live. And we do it together, and we do it with the power that he provides. And so we can face this evil in our world when we join with each other, and we put on this armor that our commander, Jesus, provides for us. Paul starts out in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. 
We're called to be strong in the Lord. And we've talked in previous weeks about being in Christ and being joined to him. And last week, we, as I just mentioned, we talked about submitting and comparing it to um, a marriage relationship and being one with Christ, uh, abiding in him. In uh, John 15, it, Jesus talks about it. He talks about how he compares himself to the vine and we're the branches and how uh, the branches can do nothing without being joined with the vine, without being in the vine. And, and so how do we do this? How do we abide with Christ? How do we be in him? Well, we have to make time for him. We have to spend that time with him daily. And, and we have to uh, take up our Bible and read it. And not just read it to check the box. I've done that today. But no, actually carve out that time with him so that you're spending time with him and you're getting to know him. And you're allowing him to speak his truth into your life. And not only his word, but you're taking that time to pray. And you're taking that time not just for you to talk, but for you to listen to what it is that God's speaking to you through that. And so that's abiding in him. And if, if that's something that you're not familiar with, and maybe you don't even really know how you can start that on your own. Well, in September, we're going to be offering a course. We've offered it a couple of times already. And so many people from our church have done it. And, and God has just been so faithful and the way that he's been speaking to people. And we're going to be offering that again in September. It's called Abide. And if you haven't done that, then I encourage you, you need to do that course because it's something that's life-changing and it's something that will give you power in your relationship with Christ. So we need to be strong in his mighty power. We need to be strengthened by his strength. Living in God's family is, as followers of Christ is not something that we do on our own strength. We can only do it as we understand what Christ has done in our lives. And, and then we're living by the power of the Holy Spirit working through us. And that makes us strong. Now, naturally, I'm a person who likes to fix things. And so oftentimes things, they don't seem right. So I have to figure this out. What, 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 what am I doing wrong? What's somebody else doing wrong? Or what is it that we need to fix here? And oftentimes I find myself going around and around and around in circles. And it seems like everything I try, nothing is the right thing. And so it's at those times where I say, okay, God, I give up, you do it. And suddenly, the pieces start falling into place. And you know what? A lot of times, the pieces fall into place in different places than I thought they were going to fall. And a lot of times, um, it's not the timeline that I expected it to be carried out in. But it's what we do when we surrender things to God, and he makes us strong. In his strength, we become strong. As I was reading this passage... I notice that there's some words that are repeated. And whenever you see something repeated in the Bible, you've probably heard this before. Make sure that you read it closely and that you pay attention to it. And so there's two places in verses 11 and 13 where it says, put on the whole armor of God. And so that's a command. Put on the whole armor of God. And there's those words again, put on, that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. And so, yeah, we talked about putting on those characteristics and those attitudes and those values that make us more like Christ. And, and as we become more like him, um, these things become a, more just a part of our lives. They become habitual for us. And uh, we can't imagine life without living in this way. Paul tells us to put on all of God's armor. And so 
Um, the armor of a soldier is referred to in different places throughout scripture. And Ashley read one of them this morning. And wasn't that really cool? I, I think it's so cool the way God works. Uh, Ashley, Ashley and I hadn't talked through this week. She had no idea until she came this morning what I was talking about. And, and this morning as she was reading God's word, Isaiah popped out to her. And it was that passage about putting on the armor. And, uh, and so that's one of the places in the Bible where it talks about armor in the Bible. And then Paul uses it again in different places uh, throughout his letters as well. And so we need to put on all of it. We can't just pick up and choose which parts to put on, because if we don't put it all on, then that means that we're going to be vulnerable in some places to the attack of the enemy. So we need to make sure we put it all on. And then we work together, and by putting on all the armor of God and working together, then we're an, an, we are an unstoppable force. And we can face evil in this world as we join with each other and as we put on this whole armor of our commander, Jesus. We mentioned that there's two different places that Paul talks about putting on all this armor, and he gives us reasons for this. And the first reason, from verse 11, is so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. We, we live in a spiritual battle, and verse 12 tells us that it's not a battle against other humans, but it's a spiritual battle against the devil and evil in our world. And it's also not an evil power within us because when we become followers of Christ, then we're walking in light. We're no longer walking in the darkness and evil. We're walking in light. So that, that evil is not within us. And, and we know that the devil was defeated at the cross and, and he's trying to break in against God and, and those of us who are followers of Christ. And he does whatever he can to try and trick us into thinking that there's still evil lurking in us, and even though Christ has already forgiven us. And there's something else I want to say. I usually don't like to talk too much about the devil because I don't think he deserves any credit at all, and I don't think we should even mention him. Uh, you know, we, uh, we sometimes, I've heard people say, oh, you know, I'm feeling down today. Oh, the devil is after me again today, and... And, you know, he's, he's coming, I need to cast him out, and, we, and all these things. You know what? I don't think we need to even give him that much attention, even if he's the one that's responsible. Don't give him the attention. He's, that's what he's looking for. He's looking to bring you down even more by that. But instead, what you need to do is lift your hands to heaven and say, God, I thank you that, that you have all authority in my life, and no matter what comes against me, you are faithful and you are strong. And Jesus, I want to thank you for who you are in my life. And so give God the praise and the honor and the glory for what he's doing, even if we don't always feel it. <laughs> because God doesn't base things on our feelings, but we need to praise him and we need to thank him for what he's doing and that he's with us. So this armor that we're commanded to put on will help us to stand firm against the craftiness of the devil. And we talk about God knowing us and and the devil knows us too, and he knows those weaknesses. And, and sometimes he tries to slide himself in there and tries to, to pull us back and, and to bring us down. And, and, and those are the times when we need to continue to stand strong against those strategies of the devil. Because he would like nothing better for us than for us to remain in the darkness or to slip back into that darkness. And, and he uses things like insecurity about ourselves or what other people might think of us and, um, and maybe sometimes he throws those things in there that I can't believe what that person is doing. And 
trying to cause division between us. But remember that it's not humanity that we're battling against. It's not somebody else that we're, that we're battling against. It's, this is a spiritual battle that we're fighting, and it's something that needs to be fought in the spiritual realm. And, and oftentimes we tend to blame physical people because they're the ones that we see. And, um, but this is something that we bring before God instead, and, and we put on this armor, and, and he helps us to strategize against what it is that the devil is trying to do in our lives. And, and, you know, the devil, he wants to get us hooked and get us addicted to things. And, and he wants to keep us there. But instead, we need to be united together against him. And we need to stand firm, not being blown about, blown about by the wind. And we need to know whose we are and who is standing with us. So we won't take flight, but we will stand strong in the Lord. We will join with each other and, and put on this armor of God that he's given us. The second thing is that we, we put on all this armor so that we'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. And that's from verse 13. Now, in most of our Bibles, it's translated, put on the armor of God. But if you look at the verb, it's, it's saying to take it up, take up that armor. So when I think about that, I, that's kind of an intentional thing. And, and that's work. And so that means that, that I, I reach down and I, I take it up. And, and for some of us, when it's more work than it is for others because when we reach down and we intentionally take it up, it might be harder to get back up again, right? But we do this. We, we reach and we take up the armor of God. And the enemy and these forces of evil, which is mentioned in verse 12, the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, the mighty powers, the evil spirits, well, these are not human things, so they can't be combated by human means. They're spiritual forces of darkness, so it's only with divine means that we can overcome and resist these spiritual forces of evil. And as we take up these pieces of armor, they become like a spiritual protection for us. And when evil comes and tries to distract us and tear us down, because we know that it will, because evil does exist, and we're... And we're distracted from doing these things that God would have us to do, and we can be prepared for that. We can be prepared ahead of time. When we take that up and we put on the armor, we're prepared. And it says that we'll be still standing when the battle is over. So if we prepare ourselves and take up the armor of God, then at the end of the day, we will be standing strong, a victorious community of Christ followers. And the way I see it, we're living our lives as Christ followers, showing the love of Christ in all we do, living in this community with God and with each other. And there's things that come up, things that try and shake our faith. And for some of us, we experience that harder than others. But we have these pieces of armor that we put on ahead of time, and we protect ourselves against everything that's thrown against us. And so these are things that we put on and we don't take them off. Remember that. Don't take them off. So the, the armor of God, these special weapons that we need to combat the spiritual forces of evil. And, and some say that Paul may have been using the metaphor of armor because he was when he wrote uh, Ephesians, he was in prison. And so he probably would have seen a Roman soldier in front of him. So some people say that he's, he's using um, this metaphor of the armor because of the fact that 
he's seeing it all the time. So he sees the whole battle armor that the, the guards are wearing. Then some other uh, people say that it's, he's referring to back in Isaiah, which is what Ashley read earlier. And there's, uh, I think she read from Isaiah 59. And Isaiah 11 also talks about some pieces of armor that we can put on. And so we're not going to get into all that uh, this morning, but I want to focus more on what it is that we're taking up and putting on. And so um, the first one is the belt of truth. And there may be some, other, some different meanings here. And so back uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, when we talked about living personally and, and the things that we put off and we put on, and we talked about anger and those kinds of things, there was a whole section that we didn't even get to because there's just so much there. And this, actually, this series could probably go on for a few more weeks because there's so much in Ephesians that we can talk about. Um, but there, it talked about um, not lying to your neighbor but telling the truth. So that's one thing. Don't lie to people. Tell them the truth. So putting on that belt of truth and knowing what the truth is. I think sometimes it could also be referring to the lies that, that the enemy tries to tell us. And we need to replace those with God's truth. Um, and, I, you know, sometimes we go through things in life and we wonder why these things keep coming back. And, and, we, and it's, it's some healing that we need in our lives. And... Um, I know for myself, uh, one thing, and I'll just, be, I'll just give you this example. Uh, when I was a kid, I was extremely shy and very quiet. And so um, to do things in public, nobody ever asked me to do anything in public because Claudette's too shy. She, she can't do that. And so inside, I, I actually kind of wanted to do some things in public. And I actually spoke to a teacher one time about it. And, um, and the teacher said, oh, no, that's not for you. And so as I, as I grew up, you know, a lot of times I didn't even bother. I didn't even bother because, no, Claudette, that's not for you. And, and then God called me to be a pastor. And, you know, one of the things that a pastor does is, is preach every now and then. And, um, and so, I, you know, that's something that God has, has equipped me with and enabled me. And, and, you know, there's been different opportunities through my life. And sometimes I hear the, Claudette, no, that's not for you. Claudette, you can't do that. And, and then as I've prayed about that, and I've realized that's a lie from the enemy that's coming back. But that's not what God wants me to know. Well, God, what is it that you want me to know? What's the truth in my life about that? And, and God says, I have called you. I have loved you. I have equipped you and empowered you to do what it is that I've asked you to do. And, and so maybe you can relate to that. Maybe there's something that keeps coming back to you, and, and you feel downgraded and you feel put down and, and whatever about it, that's a lie from the enemy. So ask God, what is your truth in that? God, I recognize that that's a lie. God, what is your truth? And where were you in that situation? And listen to what he says. And, and that's God's truth for you. And we need, as we spend this time with God and we get to know him more, he begins to tell us what his truth is in our lives. And I think some other times, even just knowing what his truth is, it helps us, even as we're reading on social media, there's so many different theories and, and even conspiracy theories and, and all these things that are out there right now. And sometimes it distracts us from what the real truth is. And, and sometimes in reading too much of all that, it takes our focus off what it is God wants us to focus on. And, 
And one thing that somebody mentioned to me a while back when they were trying to sort out, is this truth or is it not? They said to me, you know, the way that this is being portrayed, it's almost like a religion. It's almost like a, a movement and that they're promoting. And I thought, yep, the devil is, is pretty sly because he's trying to make it sound like something that's familiar so that the person is going to buy into it. But we have to focus on what it is that God wants. We have to ask him, God, what's your truth in this? And God, would you show me what your truth is? The second thing is the body armor, or the breastplate of God's righteousness. Now, we're not going to spend time in all these pieces, but um, we're just going to kind of go through here. The Lord is righteous and just, and we're to put on this characteristic as well. We need to live to this higher standard of right living that Christ modeled for us. And and sometimes we may need to call others to account on this as well. And, you know, as I thought of it, this is the reason why we do things like Brave that we did. And we're in the prevention of human trafficking. Or this is the reason why we promote unity and, and not having this, um, these things that come between us. Because we, we need to work together and allow Christ to unite us in all that we do. What about the shoes? Peace that comes from the good news. There's talk of preparation of the gospel of peace, and it's something we prepare for, and not have to wait till the last minute to take it up, because we need to be ready to, um, and so when it talks about peace, it talks about the shoes, and it's, it's like a firm footing, a peace in, in contrast to the chaos that's in our world. And so we have this peace, we have this sure footing, and when things come and try and sway us, we're, we're standing firm, we're standing strong on the peace that God gives us. The shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Faith is something that we persevere in, and we trust God's protection. We submit to his will in our lives. And you know what? The devil tries to fire fear and greed and insecurity and all these things at us, but we have the shield of faith that we can stand up and we can persevere in because he has given this to us. The helmet of salvation. We can have confidence in this salvation that God has given us. He has given us a plan of rescue, and when we choose to follow him, we can um, be confident in this hope that we have in him and in what he's done for us, and that he protects us when these doubts come. What about the sword of the Spirit, the word of God? And when we uh, see word used, uh, there's a couple of different Greek words that are used, and one of them is logos. And uh, Logos is basically the written word of God. So we think the Bible, or we think like the Ten Commandments, you know, words that are actually written down that are inspired by God. And, and God uses these words to speak to us. And then the other word that we see is Rhema. And Rhema is um, a word for a specific person, for a specific situation, for a specific time. And, um, and when we're reading this passage about the sword of the spirit, the word of God, I always just assumed it was logos. I always assumed that it was the Bible, the word of God, this is what we stand on. But the word that's actually used there is rhema. And this is not to say that we're not going to get words from the word of God, but it's talking about that we can get these specific words for a specific time, for a specific purpose, that God uh, wants to protect us in these times. And so I, I think of um, a time when God gave me a rhema word. Um, I was invited to apply for a job a few years ago, 
And um, I was kind of tired of the job I was in, and I really wanted to get out of it. And this job opportunity came up. And so um, I prepared my resume. It was the night before I was going to submit it. And um, something just didn't feel right about it. And so I decided that I was going to, um, I guess, God, I'm going to just have to pray about this a little more. So that night, I didn't sleep too much, and I was praying about it, and, um, and suddenly God told me that, you know what, you shouldn't do this. And so anyways, I, uh, I just, I guess you get that feeling that, you know, I don't feel right about this, something's off with it. So I woke up the next morning, and I'm like, God, are you sure? Because, you know, I, uh, I really need to leave this job that I'm in, and, and you've prepared this for me, and I know I can do this job. And I think it's going to be a good job. It's going to be better income and all these things. And um, as I was doing my hair, God said these words to me. I have something better for you than this. It's like, what? <laughs> and, and so at, all at once I had peace. I didn't question it anymore. I just had this peace instantly. And God gave me that specific word for that specific time. And do you know what? I stayed with the job I was at, but it was only a few months later that God provided me with what I would have considered at the time my dream job. And the way, the process from leaving one and going into the other was just so smooth. And, you know, it's only something that God could have provided. So these rhema words that God gives us, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. The last thing Paul mentions, and it's not listed as part of the armor, but I think it's probably the strongest defense and offense that we have is prayer. And Ephesians 6, verse 18 says, Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. There's two things that Paul tells us about prayer here. He says, pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Throughout this whole series, we've talked about the importance of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And here Paul is saying, pray in the Spirit. And, and oftentimes we find ourselves not knowing what to pray. And it's at those times that we, we um, align our spirit with God. And, and we say, God, what is it that I need to pray here? And you know, I even think of, of this morning how when, when we were doing prayer time and Pastor Wade was praying and he just, he just kind of came back a little early and he said that I feel that, that God is speaking to somebody here and, and maybe you need healing. And, and so we have those things that when we're praying to God, sometimes he, he reveals things to us. And sometimes he tells us these things either about ourselves or about somebody else. And it's these things that happen as we align our spirits with his. And, and if you haven't experienced that, then I would encourage you to spend that time with God. Ask him, God, how can I experience this in my life? Jesus, I want more of you. I want your spirit to come and fill me. Jesus, I want us to be in sync. I want my spirit to be aligned with yours. I want my words to be aligned with yours. I want my thoughts to be aligned with yours. God, in everything I do, I want your spirit to lead me. And, and so we, we pray in the spirit. And, and it also says that we pray, 
in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. But then it also talks about being persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And so sometimes we, uh, as, as we're praying in the spirit, God will lay somebody on our hearts. And, and sometimes we don't even know what it is we need to pray, but we just start praying for that person. And as we start praying, God begins to reveal things to us, and he begins to show us things, that, and he begins to, to cause us to pray for that person in a specific way. And a lot of times we, we think we know what we need to pray for, and we think we know what that person needs or what that person needs. We think we know what we need, but we need to ask God what he wants us to know. We need to ask God how he wants us to pray for ourselves, how he wants us to pray for other people. So that, God, I pray for that person over there, that, that God, you would show them what gifts that you have for them. And, and, God, they're not even aware of all that you want to do in their lives. But, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would show them this week. And, God, for this person over here, as they go to work this week, that they would make a difference in their workplace. And, God, they may not even see it, but, God, I pray your Holy Spirit would just be all over them. And that, God, you would minister through them and that you would speak through them. And that, God, you would use that person to change this world. And God just begins to give us these things in prayer, these reminders and, and things that he wants us to pray for people. And, and it might even be somebody across the world that you don't even know, but they need God right now. And God is using you to pray for that person and to pray for that situation that you don't have no idea anything about. And sometimes you might even find out about it months later what it is that God is doing through you. Be open to all that the Holy Spirit has in your life. Be used by him. Don't live a mediocre Christian life. Be all that you can be in Christ. Live as a child of God in all that he wants you to do. Be open to what the Spirit is doing in your life. Pray and put on this armor of God so that he can enable you to live victorious as a follower of him. Maybe today as you've been listening, you... uh, Maybe you haven't even decided that you want to be a follower of Christ. And so today, as we've been talking, I pray that God's Spirit has been speaking to you, that this is the day that you decide that you want to follow him. And, and here at Crosslands Church, we say that it's as easy as ABC. And A, admit. Admit that I don't want to live this life that I've been living on my own anymore. God has, has created a, a family of Christ followers that I want to be part of. And he's chosen you, the same as he's chosen the rest of us, to be part of this family. And so if you believe uh, that, that God has done this for you, and you believe that, that Jesus has died and rose again, and that he wants you to be part of his family, and then see, you commit to following him. You commit to, to living in his ways. God, I want to live in, in this army of Christ followers. I want to be part of what you're doing in the world. And you commit to that. And so if you want to follow Jesus today, I'm going to pray a prayer. And why don't you pray this with me? And then, and you can become a follower of Jesus today too. So Jesus, I thank you. Thank you that you've chosen me to be part of your family. Thank you, Jesus, that you've called me. And Jesus, today I want to follow you. I want to serve you. I want to be part of what it is that you're doing in this world. So God, I pray that you would help me today to live in your ways And today, I follow you. Amen. If you've decided to follow Jesus, why don't you let us know? We would love to help you with some next steps that you might have. You can go to crosslands.live 
you can click on the Follow Jesus button and you can, uh, you can give us your contact information. And we, we just want to help you. We want to give you some next steps that you can do. Where do you go from here? And we don't want to leave you dry. <laughs> we want to we provide you with something that you can do in the days ahead. As I was preparing for this message, um, I was reading a book, and the characters in the story were Navy SEALs. And the Navy SEALs are a special operations force in the U.S. Navy, and they oftentimes find themselves working as a team in a situation which is uh, really difficult, and oftentimes with gaining some intelligence, maybe even against terrorists. And there was a sentence that stuck out to me, and I thought of, of this series, uh, this sermon, and it says, the enemy wasn't fighting one man, it was fighting a team. And when dying for a friend was the price that every man was willing to pay without a second thought, the teams could do what individuals could not, bring everyone home. As followers of Christ, we're not in this alone. We're not a one-man show. We fight these battles against the spiritual forces of evil with, with a whole family of Christ followers with us. And, and we talked about praying earlier, and, and you know what, maybe you, you just feel so beaten down that you, don't even, you can't even pray for yourself. You know what, there's a whole army of Christ followers there to pray for you when, when we can't do it in our own strength. We lift others up to God, and he gives us the strength that we need. And, and you know what, we can't neglect this praying for each other. And we can't neglect putting on this armor for protection ahead of time. He provides us all that we need to live our lives as followers of Christ. And so today, so today I think that there's a couple of things that we can do. We need to ensure that we're prepared ourselves. If we don't feel protected, then reach down and take up that armor. Be intentional about it. Do the work that it takes to put on that armor ahead of time to protect yourself against anything that might come in your way. And pray for, for Christ followers all over this world and, and for all the people around us. We need to keep on praying. And you know what, there's so many situations in the world right now and, and just take them on your heart and, and pray in the spirit for them. Allow God's to speak through you for these situations. And the third thing we can do is love and care for people. Um, there's a whole lot of people around us who need to know about Jesus and they need to know his love and his care for them and, and if we're living to be like Jesus then let's be the hands and feet of Jesus to the people around us and, and let's love and care for people and so let's do these things this week and, and not only this week but carry this with us this is something that we continue over and over and over to do and Jesus we thank you and we, we thank you that you're with us and that you give us the power and you give us the strength as we do this and Father, we, we love you and we adore you. And God, right now, I pray that you would be with us this week. Help us, Lord, as we put on this armor. God, we thank you for this protection that we have against anything that the devil throws our way. And God, thank you that you are more than capable and you are able to, to help us to get through anything that we face in this life. And God, we pray for those now, Lord, who may be feeling like they can't even, they're not even strong enough to pray for themselves, whether they, they don't yet know you or, or God, Somebody in their life has just torn them down so far. Jesus, I pray for them now that you would lift them up, that Jesus, you would be with them and you would strengthen them. And so, Lord, we, we ask that you would go with us. Help us to continue to know how to live, that as we align our spirits with yours, 
that you would continue to speak to us and show us, Lord, and help us to be all that you would have us to be. We thank you, Lord. Amen. You've been listening to the Crosslands Church Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or the Google Play Store so that it comes straight to your device. And to find out more about Crosslands Church, you can visit us at crosslands.ca. Join us next week for another message to help you experience the life with God you've been missing.